6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Right now, though, I want to talk about public transit. Do you use it? How often and, and how would you grade it? Let me know at 780-496-0063. In the past couple of days, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities Big City Mayor's Caucus, which represents 22 cities, called on higher levels of government to cover 2022's uh, transit operating shortfalls. They say it's the only way to avoid what they're calling painful service reduction. All of this as the pandemic continues to impact ridership and results in lower fare revenues. So our first guest this afternoon was responsible for compiling Canada's COVID-19 National Transit Recovery Strategy and has also worked on a first-of-its-kind report on how women use public transit and why... Uh, communities need to pay attention to how women use public transit. David Cooper is with Leading Mobility. He joins us this afternoon. Hi, David. Welcome to 6.30 Chad. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me. Uh, can we talk? I'd, I'd like to talk in general about uh, about transit and the recovery before we get into the, uh, the, the the most recent study that you did. I was I was reading the report that you had done on the, the National Transit Recovery Strategy earlier today. And here's the thing, David, I think for a lot of folks, unless you depend on transit, or maybe you have a kid, someone in your family who depends on stra- uh, on transit, I think for a lot of folks, public transit isn't something that they think about or they worry about too much. Why do you believe we should be thinking about it more? Well, I think it's, it's very context-specific, and I've never framed it this way, is that everybody knows somebody that takes public transit and one of the things that was very interesting especially during the pandemic is there's a lot of uh, members of our community that were transit dependent before the pandemic and and this included uh, uh, folks in essential service uh, this included uh, our our community members that worked in healthcare, uh, frontline customer service uh, a lot of supply chain actually we've seen a lot of um, a lot of service growth and ridership growth and supply chain logistics uh, for transit ridership in many cities across Canada but also one of the key uh, groups of our society is women that, uh, that take public transit and you may not take public transit not everyone takes transit you know it's very specific on the types of trips you take and, and how you get around the city and why you need to get around the city but if you don't have a functioning transit system, there's actually a lot of downstream effects and negative things that happen to a lot of people in our community. You talk about those, what, you know, what kind of those downstream effects? You can't get to work, you can't get to school. I think what's interesting with transit is there's this conversation about, you know, are people taking public transit? Are they going to work downtown? I think we need to realize that there's actually many different ridership markets in public transit. Yeah. Public transit carries uh, stu- uh, secondary and post-secondary students to school. They carry seniors because a lot of seniors actually can't operate a motor vehicle or, or aren't able to rely on their families to take them on their trips. There's uh, uh, people who take public transit because of social economic circumstances. People who take transit because transit is the most convenient option for them, and, and some of them take transit to go to work. So it's not just one element of the community that takes public transit. There's You go on a bus or a train, there's a whole world of, of reasons why people take transit. David, in, in that uh, initial uh, report, the, uh, the transit recovery strategy, you say that people won't ride public transit unless they think it's, it's safe, that, you know, clean, not crowded. Uh, also, people won't ride public transit unless it's convenient. And, and, I, and I wonder, 
<laughs> how much better job cities have to do to get those two points across, the safe part of it and the convenient part of it. So the principles of public transit has never changed uh, before the pandemic and now. But transit needs to be clean, safe, and reliable. You need to be able to, you know, when the, when the bus or the train is going to come, you need to have confidence in that service to take you where you need to go, that you need to feel, you know, safe on, on the service, and, and obviously it needs to be clean. Those principles never changed. And there's what's interesting is when that report was written was to really help create a bit of a foundational conversation on, um, the the operating funding that transit agencies receive for the first time ever from mm -hmm. the federal government. Mm -hmm. We don't get operating funding from the feds, uh, and we did it in this extraordinary circumstances. The levels of government, including the province, understood people still need to get to work. People still need to get to school. And in order to, to do that, that, that's where that strategy came from. What was interesting is transit was at like 20% recovery when that strategy was uh, was written. And there's been a lot of uh, forward carried on work that's been uh, spurred from that particular um, strategy. But now we're at about 60%, 65% in many Canadian cities because people have returned to a number of different roles and, and commitments that they need to have, and they need to have public transit to do that. David Cooper joining me this afternoon. So this uh, report that was just written, the, the first report of its kind in Canada to examine how women use public transit, it suggests their travel needs aren't always being met by standard planning and service models. Uh, why why, why the, the, the close look at how women use transit and, and what, what, can this, what does this show you and what can we learn from it? So the reason why this report came about was a couple of reasons. I, before I was a consultant, I worked for the public transit agencies in, in Calgary, Toronto, and uh, Vancouver. And, you know, we ha typically have transit service standards of when you provide service and how often does a bus come or the types of routes and service you bring in. But we look at ridership metrics, we look at operating costs, we look at kind of the city shape and form, but we've never really looked at gender. And it's not because the agency didn't want to, it just was something that was kind of blended into a whole bunch of other things. And what was very interesting with the pandemic and the work that was done to really look at how we're gonna keep transit functioning during a pandemic, a lot of the ridership on, on services uh, and a lot of our members of the community that were on transit were women. Hmm. And that conversation really started to blend itself together. Um, what was really interesting and meaningful on, on this project was it was an opportunity to work with the University of Alberta, Dr. Mm -hmm. Emily Grise. She's a, a leader in the field in customer satisfaction and customer data on public transit. And, and I'm actually from Edmonton. I was born and raised Edmontonian and wanted to find a way to work with the university to really take a deep dive on this particular topic. And when I was a service planner for these agencies before I was in consulting, I got to decide who got service and who didn't. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we had... You know, it periodically would come about in the 15 years I worked in public transit agencies, but this is something that needs to be thrust forward to look at it. And there's a whole multitude of reasons why. You know, women uh, typically travel more during the off-peak and midday, but we provide more service at the rush hour in the mm -hmm. peak periods, which we don't have that, you know, ridership as much right now because we don't have a lot of people going and work in the office, but we have other trips that are happening at that time. Uh, women trip chain more often, so let's say if you're going on, uh, uh, if you're going to work. Uh, and you're dropping off your kid at childcare. That's actually two trips in one. Yeah, and you're doing multiple. You're doing multiple things on those trips. The trips are more localized. They're more short distance, and they're more frequent. And our services 
sometimes are urged to, to facilitate that and sometimes aren't, it's a, depending on the transit agency and city. So, so interesting. So when you when when people when we're developing uh, your routes and, and and timings, all of that sort of stuff. I mean, this is something that we could be looking at to to, to figure out when, where, how often that sort of thing. Curious to know just before I let you go here before we run out of time, how is Edmonton doing on this front? So what's interesting is Edmonton did the bus network redesign and implemented in April through a long multi-year process and development of it. And Edmonton put in a high-frequency transit network, which most medium-sized cities have not done here in Canada. It's been, you know, the Toronto, the, uh, the Toronto, Vancouver's, and, and Montreal of the world have definitely done that. And there was an ability to actually take some of that peak period service that hasn't been as utilized and spread it throughout the day so you can actually accommodate these travel patterns uh, that uh, women rely on on public transit, but it actually makes transit better for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's been a significant uh, push forward. Edmonton uh, did a lot of consultation with different community groups to ensure that, um, you know, there's child care seats on the on-demand services, there's gender plus uh uh, there's CBA plus uh, reporting and council report, the only city in Canada that's doing that right now. So there's been a really concerted effort from Edmonton, which I think has been great to see. And definitely other transit agencies are looking highly upon Edmonton for doing that work. Interesting stuff, David. We'll have to leave it there this afternoon, but I sure appreciate your time. That's David Cooper, who's principal at uh, Leading Mobility, responsible for uh, compiling Canada's COVID-19 national transit recovery strategy and a, and a part on this first-of-its-kind report on how women use public transit and then how, in turn, how cities can use that information. Interesting stuff. Uh, David Cooper joining us this afternoon.